1: for Reina with a cross. It's Gates off the top of the crossbar. Sviderski has it. Sviderski with a shot. They score! And Carol Sviderski might have rescued Charlotte's playoff hopes with a goal and out of time. The comeback is everything. The second 45 is magnificent, and they never gave up. Each of these goals shows the determination, it shows the fight, it shows the never-say-die attitude. Hard to believe that we are two months and two days away from the home opener for Charlotte FC against the New England Revolution. Tickets on sale now at charlottefootballclub.com for that game as well. Uh, $15 upper bowl tickets as they try to pack the bank once again. And I promise you it will not be 26 degrees like it will be tomorrow, even though I'll probably still be there as well. Tearing the Panthers on, man who uh, was in the war room uh, the other night when Charlotte FC was in the MLS Super Draft, moved up to take number one overall Hamidi Diop out of Clemson and Patrick Agumang of Rhode Island. A couple of other picks, too, in the later rounds. Bobby Belair, the technical director of Charlotte FC, joins us on the Bodyworks Plus guest line. Bobby, happy holidays to you, my friend. How's everything?
0: Happy holidays, Will. Uh, doing fantastic. Honestly, I'm still buzzing from uh, the other night in the Super Draft. We're stoked about uh, the way we handled the draft and the players that we acquired.
1: Well, I know why you like him, uh, the pedigree, uh, obviously, both, uh, both you guys coming from Clemson, that's an easy transition there, but what specifically, I guess, compelled you guys to make that move to go up to number one, because uh, that was a big, big move from 20 down uh, to try and get that $450,000 of game. It's a pretty penny to spend on it. What was so special about this player?
0: Yeah, well, honestly, Will, all biases aside from my Clemson days, uh, Hamidi was just straightforward, the best talent that we saw in, in college soccer. And, and, and you know, even beyond that, we felt that there were three targets who could really help us build into the future for the club. And we got all three of those guys. We got Hamidi at number one. We signed uh, Brandon Cambridge from Portland, uh, who we traded homegrown rights from Vancouver. That was another big one that made One look. And then also acquiring Patrick Agumon, uh, what a talent he is, too. Uh, but specifically on Amadi, he's a player that can play multiple positions. His soccer IQ, I think, is off the charts. He really understands the game and what it asks of him. I think he's going to fit really well into our system. And, and we were super clear in the off season about our team needs and about our player profiles. And, and we, we feel that Amadi really serves a big need for the club. Uh, he has the talent to be a big player. Uh, and he's a really humble kid who I think is going to join uh, a team that it will welcome him in and we'll see his talent from, from the day we kick off the preseason.
1: Is he the kind of guy, because I think, I think Ben was, was forced into service almost by necessity in the early portion of the season. He also earned that spot, but is he a guy who you feel like can be a, an immediate contributor?
0: Look, I think, I think the sky's the limit for Amity. I think he could definitely be a, an immediate contributor, uh, but the, the reality of it is, is we won't put pressure on him to be an immediate contributor. It'll be natural. We'll see how he fits in. We'll see if he needs anything, uh, any adjustments. Um, and what's great is he'll be working with the top coaching staff. We're really excited about the staff that we've assembled this year. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're, we have plans to announce that in the in the new year. But under Latanzio, you know, a, a true player developer, the sky's the limit for Amity.
1: Talk with Bob Belair, the technical director of Charlotte FC. Charlotte FC making four selections on Wednesday's MLS Super Draft and also the the Brandon Cambridge move, which I'll ask you about in just a moment. But uh, one more on homity. You know, he he projects as either a left center back or a left fullback. He also can play the right side. He tells me that his right foot is actually starting to progress as well. Uh, I'm not going to let you tip. I'm not going to force you to tip your hand. But from a versatility standpoint, wh- where do you think he's better at uh, when it comes to those two positions on the left side, center back or fullback?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. It was something that when we interviewed him at the college combine, we asked him that, and. You know, he said that he really sees himself as a left back. I think he projects that way long-term, but look, he is so good on the ball and he's so strong physically. He could definitely play a role at left center back. He, like you said, he could play as a right back. And even as a right center back, he can play anywhere across the back line. Um, and his passing ability will, you know, you saw on the highlights, his ability to strike the ball, he scored off a free kick. He's just an unbelievable uh, talent. And so it was one that we couldn't pass on and, you know, we had to make the commitment to move up from from number twenty, which you know there's not been a lot of trades for the number one spot in the history of the Super Draft, but we were ambitious enough to want to go get the players that we wanted in this Super Draft, and uh, and really pleased with how it went.
1: Uh, and a similar move that you guys made to last year when you acquired Chris Hagar, got his homegrown rights from Seattle. You did the same thing here with uh, with Brandon Cambridge, a twenty year old Canadian who was a standout at the University of Portland as a midfielder. What do we like about this guy?
0: Yeah, so Brandon was also born in New York, so he is, he is a domestic player for us. Uh, so he was a junior, uh, you know, in college and was not going to be available for the draft. So we went out and, and made the trade happen with Vancouver. We feel that he could play. Uh, he's two-footed, which we really love with our wingers, so he could play on the right side and cut in on his left. He could play on the left, take it to the end line or cut back on his right uh he's a player that can score goals he has a really good uh idea and understanding of space and working with his teammates so he's he's uh he's got a lot of assists in college as well and we feel that with his athletic profile it'll fit in with what LaSanzia wants to do uh and yeah I think you know if you look at the grand scheme of things in, in all of college soccer he was one of the top three attacking players and we were able to get him outside of the draft
1: I know that there are certain moves happening uh, coming in and coming out that have not been announced officially by the club, so I won't put you in that position uh, when it comes to those players, but how important was it with all kind of the movement on the front line to get a player of Patrick Agu- Aguimang's skill set? He's a big target, uh, has a nose for the goal. What, what was it, uh, how important was it to be able to get back into the first round and, and find that guy as well?
0: Yeah, it, that was one of the moves that I was maybe even more excited about. Uh, you know, Amadi obviously was, was fantastic to pick number one again, but getting this guy at the 12 spot, we, we were calling, you know, I was calling teams at every position basically, and, and trying to see what teams were thinking about doing and, and who they were going to take. And so trying to strategize when we think, when we thought he would go. And when he was falling back out of the top 10, we all looked at each other in the room and said, let's do it. So called Colorado, uh, and and was able to acquire the 12th spot, I think at a bargain, you know, if you think about the 12th spot, that would mean that you would finish the season outside the playoffs and be drafting 12. So we feel that our goal is to make the playoffs next year. We'll we'll likely be drafting 20th or higher. So moving up for 50 K was a no brainer for us.
1: Talk with Bob Belair, the Charlotte FC technical director here. And I know that this probably is more of a question for Zoran, but I know that you are a big part of the player development process. What are the other goals this offseason for Charlotte FC in terms of player acquisition? Because I I know that there are a lot of uh, I think a lot of questions about kind of where some of the holes are going to get plugged. Left back was one of those questions. I think, you know, central attacking mid is is obviously another one. Could that be a Carol Svodersky situation? Uh, Where do you feel like the holes still are on the club? And where do you feel like those are going to get filled?
0: Yeah, no, that's a good question. And and like you said, it's a tough one for me to answer out loud right now. We hope to be able to share some, some good news with, with you guys and our fans uh, very soon. Uh, we've been working really hard and diligently. As you know, our scouting department is top class. Uh, and so, you know, we've identified our, our needs. We've identified the specific profiles that we need to bring into the team. Uh, and we're working on that really hard.
1: Christian Latanzio as a developmental coach uh, I think is a very fascinating transition into this year because you know he started the year last year as uh, you know a top assistant and and one of the things that I think gained him the trust of you guys was that individualistic approach that he takes to a lot of these players where, you know, he'll pull aside a guy, he'll, he'll do the film study and he'll, he'll show guys where improvements need to be made. How much of that do you feel like he can do still as a head coach while also maintaining the fact that, that his job, I think, firstly and foremostly is to make sure that each guy is getting the most out of themselves when they're on the pitch.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, we saw what Latanzio was able to do with, with just five months uh, last year as an interim. And he was also operating with a, with a smaller staff than what he'll be able to work with this year. So coming in and having a full coaching staff, uh, a little bit more experience uh, in that regard, I think is going to give him time to do uh, more of his individual development, the, the way that he wants to work and, and to define the principles that he wants his players to understand. So yeah, I think going into this year, he, that's 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 who he is. It, he's never gonna that's never gonna leave his DNA is to improve players, to look after their well-being. Uh, he's a fantastic individual, a great man, um, and he cares about everyone. So as long as uh, you know he's getting the accountability from the players, he's gonna improve them and make them better.
1: We talked about versatility with Hamidi Diop, uh, the number one overall pick, but I, I think it's something that defined even Charlotte FC's most. Uh, most high profile player with Carol Spiderski late in the season, we thought he was going to be a true number nine and a center forward, but he kind of settled into a number 10 role during the latter part of the season. And I think uh, the best way to answer this question, I know is probably fluid Bobby, but in terms of where you see Carol, it seems like there's kind of an open-ended term when it comes to his role going into the start of next season.
0: Yeah. And and look, honestly, if you think about it as a, a number nine DP player, you got to give a lot of credit to Carol for the way that he took on that responsibility and took on the new role to, to, fit, to close out the year. You know, we were at a stage where the team needed certain things and he was super open to taking on that new role, playing as a 10 more of a creator second forward, uh, if you would like. Uh, so a lot of credit goes to Carol for being open-minded about that, especially leading up to a world cup. Um, but yeah, so I, I think we have a player there, a designated player who can make a big impact in multiple positions. But you also saw he's able to play on the as a winger as well. He likes to drift out wide. He likes to cut in. Um, so for us, he's a versatile guy that we can use in multiple different scenarios. Um, and obviously, you know, the announcements that are forthcoming, I think we'll, you know, you'll better be able to answer that question.
1: How excited are you to be able to open at home and we hope that we get the same kind of turnout we had for the home opener last year, looking for seventy thousand plus inside the bank next year uh, for that opener against New England Revolution. It's an interesting starting stretch, too, with all three of those games right there in a row. New England, uh, road, saint Louis for for their first home game as an MLS side, and then uh, home against Atlanta. That is a very enticing opening stretch here for this team.
0: Hey, you got to love it. You got to love it. We're able to to play at home in front of our fans to open up again and and to kick off the 2023 season. Um, And then, look, going on and playing the brand new expansion team in their house, they're going to be super pumped. And uh, I think it benefits us honestly to play them that early uh, to give them a little taste of what Charlotte FC, the black and blue are about. And then obviously welcome welcoming welcome in our rivals in, in Atlanta in game three, it's going to be a really fun three game stretch to kick off 2023. And uh, it'll be a good test for our boys Charlotte
1: FC technical director Bobby Belair. I I will keep the blue and white wrapping paper on standby for those announcements coming in uh, here at the, uh, in the near future here for Charlotte FC. Appreciate the time. Happy holidays to you and the staff over there. And uh, we'll talk soon.
0: Thanks. Well, happy holidays to you too.